All right, guys, welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast brought to you by On X. I'm Brody Swisher. We're jumping into more turkey talk this week. We're still fired up about turkey season, cranking up, still on fire from the NWTF show that has uh, lit that fire, stoked that passion, kind of the kickoff to turkey season, if you will. And uh, we're anxiously looking ahead to the weeks to come. Heck, a lot of folks will be starting up uh, in the Deep South and uh, Florida, the early season, the deep south part of Florida, rolling out this next week, I believe, and so some of our buddies headed down that way. Uh, we're going to continue the turkey talk this week as we get my new friend Heath Hancock on the line. Heath and I have had the chance to catch up and get to know each other over the last couple months, and Heath is with Apex Ammunition out of Mississippi, a solid company delivering some killer product in the way of TSS, and so we're going to hear the good and the bad and the ugly on TSS this week, all the ins and outs of TSS, and just talk why it's so effective, why it's so uh, much in demand at this time of year. It's going to be a good conversation. Let's get Heath on the line. Mr. Hancock, what's happening up in Kentucky today? Oh, man, uh, currently sitting in my truck looking at a cloudy day and uh dreaming about uh the possibilities of what's to come this turkey season for me heck yeah it won't be long man that's what we just talked about a few moments ago is it it's almost here uh for some of us sooner than others what uh when is when is kentucky season it's mid-april right uh april 16th i believe it's easter easter weekend okay uh, for us but uh uh Youth season will open up, I believe, the second or the the first weekend in April. Yeah. That would be considered youth season, and uh, that would be the official kickoff for me as I will yeah. take my kids. Yeah, man. Very cool. How many kids you got? How old are they? I have three. I have two little girls, Lila and Liv. Uh, they're 10 and 6, Lila being the oldest, and I just have a 10-month boy. Uh, I guess he was a surprise to us. Uh, uh-huh. uh a great surprise that's right and uh uh man he's 10 months old his name is jensen very cool yeah man that's awesome that'd be good so a young stud in the makings there i know that's something to be proud of uh every 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 man longs for that little boy and uh nothing on the girls (laughs) man my first one was a a girl i've got four my oldest and my only uh, girl is is, uh, 18 and so we're we're pretty close in there as far as that. I got 18, 16 year old boy, thirteen year old boy, and then my youngest is nine, uh, youngest boy, and, and they all oh, love yeah. it. But uh, same deal, man. I, I having a daughter changed my life. That was my first child, and and nothing like it. Uh, but I know it's cool to have have that little boy in the mix too. It's it's fun, and uh, they'll all be hunters, I'm sure. But it's it's cool how they're all so different, man. So good That's for you. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting uh, little uh, scenario for us. My wife and I, uh, we've been married for uh, going on 19 years now. Yeah. And uh, we had waited some time before we had our first child. And uh, we thought we were going to have a boy right off. And the ideal scenario being boy, girl. Yeah. Uh, we found out we were having a girl. And uh, we were like, man, this is great. You yeah. know, we'll take it. Yep. And uh, uh, a few years later, uh, she, you know, tells me she's pregnant again. And uh, I think she's gunning for the boy this time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, in her heart, uh, I think she took it harder than both of us when she realized we we're having another girl. But, I mean, man, neither one of us would trade our our two girls for yeah. anything in the world. Yeah. And I just resigned myself as, you know, that I was going to be a girl dad. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fast forward a uh, few few more years, and uh, we're not you know paying attention. You know how these things go. And uh, right. <laughs> uh, come to find out, man, my wife's pregnant again, right? And uh, yep. she's like, huh? Well, you know, it, we both uh, resigned to the fact that we're going to have another girl, and then that was going to be you know all well and good because you know if there's anything that I wanted to be in my life was be a dad. You yep. know what I mean? Like, yep. Uh, from the early ages on, I was like, man, that's, that's my lot. I want to be a dad. And, uh, uh, and it didn't matter if it were boys or girls that's or right. whatever. And, yep. uh, and, um, uh, 
so she finds out that she's going to have, uh, we, we didn't tell anyone, not even our children or anything, yeah. uh, um, that she was pregnant until we have the, the, uh, the doctor's appointment and we go in and, uh, they can tell now, uh, with like, uh, blood work, what sex the, the child will be, you know? And then we thought, well, we can do this and find out maybe we, you know, we can find out and tell, uh, the kids what they're having all in this one fell swoop. Yeah. And so it was sometime after we realized that we were, she was pregnant, that we had that confirmation. And when we told, uh, our daughters that we were going to have a boy, uh, we were so surprised obviously, yeah. but when we told our daughters, my daughter was like, uh, she's like, really? She's like, I knew we were going to have a boy. I've been praying for a little boy, a uh, baby brother for like the last three, three or four weeks oh, or whatever wow. it was That's pretty so religiously. Yeah. And me and my wife looked at one another and we were just like, uh, well, I guess you got your prayer answered yeah. because, uh, we weren't thinking babies at that point. And, uh, yep. and especially not uh baby brother. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so that was a story that is kind of, uh, I guess, sentimental to us, and uh, yeah, man. it's kind of cool to to see how that works. But well, uh, <clears throat> that's just it, man. Uh, you know the deal, man. God knows what you need when you need it, and uh, and you've <laughs> seen it before. Fact. Our plans are are not always the plans He's got, and uh, but man, His plans are always the best plans, and and that's gonna be some unique stuff for you guys and and those girls to be able to. Uh, be that bigger sister and and um man that's gonna be a fun time and the days years to come it's gonna be a good time for all of you and good stuff in store for sure so oh uh, yeah last year uh so my my son's birthday he came on opening morning of turkey season oh wow uh last year so i missed interestingly about that like he was he was a few days early and he decides to come on opening morning of turkey season oh, and gosh. uh I thought, oh my goodness, you know, you would be a turkey baby, That's you know, right. uh, and uh, and so it kind of set it in stone, man. I, I think about future years when we'll celebrate his birthday with uh, turkey hunts, you know, yeah, and, man, yeah. Uh, so you know, it was kind of painful because on my farm uh, that I purchased four years ago, um, I got a text that morning while we were waiting on our boy to be born uh, from my father-in-law. He killed the first turkey on my farm that we've killed uh that or that had been taking off of that since i had it and uh, i thought oh my goodness uh, you know i wanted uh to kill a turkey on this farm so bad and yeah. you know here he is we're having his grandbaby up here and he shot the first turkey off of it so that's awesome uh <laughs> it didn't feel so awesome at the time but yeah i'm glad i'm glad that it worked out the way it did that's right awesome uh, for him and you're sitting there yeah. like good gosh turn me loose yeah so so, uh, born on opening day. Now, so how does is Kentucky season? Is it where it opens the fifteenth every year? Is it the first Saturday? How did, so? I mean, will it always be his birthday opening day like that? Is that how it goes? Uh, no, no, because this year. Uh, so last year, the seventeenth of April uh, was opening Saturday morning. Uh, the Saturday that turkey season opened for regular season. Yeah. Uh, youth season is always two two weeks prior, two weekends prior to that. So youth season will be the first weekend of April, okay. and then uh, two weeks later would be uh, a regular season. And last year it was on a Saturday, and that was the day he was born yeah. uh, on a Saturday. On the seventeenth this year, his birthday is on Easter Sunday of yeah. all days. Yeah. Uh, so his birthday is on uh, that day as well, and. Uh, uh, and, and so the Saturday would be the 16th before, yeah. uh, would be the opening of Turkey season. Okay. So I got you. I got you. See, that's kind of how Tennessee is. It seems like we always, it's not a particular day. I know some States it's the 15th of, of April, no matter what day that falls on it may be a Monday, but it's the 15th of April, whatever it is, is your opener. Right. Uh, Tennessee's always, you know, the youth, it's like the last weekend of March is a youth hunt. And then the opening days of first weekend of April or, you know, closest yeah you know, closest weekend to April, however that works, you know, as far as youth, you know, we've had them seem like March and April, either side of April 1st, but, um, anyway, well, that's cool. Yeah, man, that's going to lend itself to some really exciting times in the future, you know, as far as opening day, um, birthdays and, and kick off to turkey season birthdays and just an exciting time. And that's how it is for my boys. I, two of my boys, uh, were born October 28th, 26th and 28th, you know, to my two, my two middle kids. And, 
Uh, and that always falls on that weekend. You know, right around that 26th, 27th is always the youth hunt for uh, deer season for Tennessee. And so, man, it, it's one of those things I thought, gosh, if, if they don't turn out to be hunters, this will be bad. This could be tough. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, they both love it, and they've loved that youth hunt. And so it just makes for a really, really fun weekend. You know, the youth deer hunts going on. It's their birthdays, and it's always right around that Halloween time and, and just a fun, fun weekend usually. And so uh, that is some good memories to be made there for you and him, no doubt. Man, that's going to be awesome. I have uh... – of course I have high hopes, you know, because it's, it is what I like to do. But to yep. your point, I don't, you know, I hope that he wants to go, you know what I mean? Like right. I hope that he enjoys it as much as I do. And, uh, you know, um, so in my dreams and wishes I, that you know, are my thoughts, that's, that's how I would like those scenarios to play out around his birthday. We always be on a hunt together yep. or something like that. But, yeah. Uh, um, but cool. Well, only time will tell, you know, and it's up to me to kind of just uh, show him what what I love about it. And That's right, man. That he will take up for it, you know, yep. as well. That's right. That's right. And you know, a lot of I've seen a lot of parents, a lot of dads, you mistakenly try to force something on them, and man, you know, yeah. some love it, some don't. Some get it, some don't. And that's you know, of my three boys you know they're all a little different some of them are hardcore about it some of them love it some of them eat sleep breathe it uh some of them just love the experience some of them just it's just hanging out with me not so much the pre you know it's, it's all different you know i've got some that love deer hunting the most and some of them that love you know uh duck hunting you know one of my boys loves duck hunting because he he loves just hanging out in the blind and he ain't much into running and gunning for turkeys you know and it's but i mean it's all part of the process they grow into this and out of another you know different deal and and so it's it evolves as they grow and and they grow in and out of different things they like and enjoy but man like you said the biggest thing we can do is just just share our love for it our passion for it and you know man them kids them kids are like a dog in a lot of ways i know it sounds crazy but they just want to please you know that's how a dog is a dog just wants to please and be with you and love you and hang out with you and, and man little boys are the same stinking way they just want to be with you hey dude if you're playing golf i'm playing golf if you're fishing i'm fishing if we're turkey hunting let me in put me in the game and so uh, that's the biggest thing just let them see what you love and what you enjoy your passion and man there's a good stinking chance they're going to fall right into it and love it as well and if they don't man that's all right too man we just love them nonetheless and so uh, very that's, cool stuff yeah that's kind of um uh what the way that my daughters operate like i don't push them uh to do it i want them to want to be there and yeah. i think they want to come just because it's time with dad you know yeah. and uh, yeah. uh i took my daughter my oldest daughter on a uh duck hunt during new season this year uh shooting her 410 and yeah. um she got to she had the opportunity to hunt in a uh, duck blind, which is way nicer than anything that I ever grew up hunting in, yeah. you know, and it was just all the things I currently love about duck hunting. Uh, she got to experience it on, on her youth hunt and man, I couldn't pull her away from that place. She just wanted to be <clears> there and stay as long as she could. Cause she pulled the trigger on a duck. Uh, and you know, we didn't get that one. Uh, yeah. and we missed it. She missed it. Uh, but, she she gets it right like yeah. i mean i could see it clicking her like oh man this is so cool yeah uh seeing it you know hearing the call seeing the ducks work and then finally having the opportunity to uh take that duck um you know she she just it really it came home to her i think and i i think the future is bright for her yeah uh in that regard but yeah well the, uh, the duck hunting thing is so cool and that's how mine are they they love to deer hunt and uh, you know, turkey hunt as well. Turkey hunt, like I said, several of them are, uh, you know, they, they different aspects of it they like or different uh, elements of it, you know, whether you're having to, you know, because I'll, I'll go and, and, man, run and gun and cover some miles, and, and you know, they're just younger. They, they That gets old real quick if they're not hearing birds or whatever. But the duck hunting thing, my gosh, they all love that. Just like you said, if you get on a good blind where you're in a situation and, again, the duck blinds that I've – I've been privileged to get into some different folks and friends are way better than anything I've ever, you know, had the opportunity to, but we do, we go over to real foot a few times a year and man, it's, you know, it's, it's got a full kitchen, um, stove and, you know, dead gum satellite TV in there, you know, so it's, it's just, 
they get in there and just trip out, eating food, hanging out. They enjoy that, you know, just hanging out in the blind as much as they are up there killing ducks. You know, it's just experience, you know, and so um, yeah, that's a great way to get them started and just to, to fall in love with, with hunting it is a duck blind experience for sure. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily want to, uh, I want them to know what duck hunting is all about, even without those things, uh, those right. uh, amenities. That's right. But man, I couldn't imagine uh, what my dad had to go through to uh, take me. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I obviously love what I love because of the efforts that he put in and me. And uh, yeah. uh, to be able to experience a nice, comfy duck blind and, and you know, having breakfast, you know, yeah. and all the things served to you and, you know, just all the niceness of, of the yeah. way that we have the ability to operate today. That's um, right. um, I, man, I hope that, I hope they enjoy the whole process more than, yeah. uh, I would have had, I maybe started out like that. You know, I might've been spoiled, you know what I'm saying? Like no, I want I know them it. to know, no. uh, to know that it ain't always like that. And the hunt is something entirely different than, uh, than what that is indicative, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. That, that is showcasing so yeah absolutely no i'm the same way because I, I i want mine to realize and i've shared with them before hey look we're we're hunting real foot we're going out in this nice boat killer blind you know everything's cush but i, I want them to when they get older to, to also see the other side of it a little bit so they can earn that respect and and, and earn it you know i mean i i tell them all the time i said this is a good deal i mean i've, I've busted my butt's my butt so many times going across mud flats and going up to my knees across this mess trying to haul decoys out and get out to a spot, fighting for spots, whatever, you know, trying to beat other guys there on public land and, and only to kill a duck or no ducks, you know, and just some the other yeah. side of it, kind of the poor man's duck hunt and just, uh, yep. you know, the blue-collar side of it that's just, it's just tough, you know, do a lot of work, a lot of grunt work, and I love it, but – uh, a lot of a lot of those days never yielded much of anything in the way of of ducks and and so you know it's it's got the all all different sides of it man and um and they'll see that one of these days too as they get out and uh they need to see you know see and help them appreciate those other good hunts better you know and so it's all good man you talked about your dad and and that's kind of one of the things I wanted to jump into as we get started kind of talking about your hunting roots what you uh how you got started kind of what your background is how you got started who taught you who took you on some of those first hunts and what were those man i, I do love uh talking about my dad uh yeah. and everything that i do uh is is roundabout is because he instilled something in me uh you know yeah. the love of hunting you know I, I he took me out in those tough situations when he didn't have to yeah uh, when it wasn't comfortable for him you know he taught me um all the things I would need to know to be able to do what I'm able to do for my kids today. And, uh, man, I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, we started, uh, I started walking behind him in the squirrel woods before I could even, uh, pack a gun myself. You know, yeah. we teaching me to follow in his footsteps, step where he stepped. So I didn't uh, break a twig or something and scare off, you know, yeah. any potential squirrels that we would, uh, have an opportunity to shoot. Yeah. And so, uh, I would step where he would step and every time I would uh, break a twig, he'd look around, you know, <laughs> and, and, and give me that eye, That's you right. know, and, yeah. um, we would sit and, uh, watch, you know, the tops of hickories and, and, you know, different various nut bearing trees. And he would uh, always show me, uh, to look for limb shaking, yep. you know, and on windy days, it'd be very difficult to see them. Sometimes the squirrels would be on the ground, whatnot, but, He'd always teach me to look for those shaking limbs, man. And I can't tell you how many times I'm just even sitting right here in my truck and I'm looking at these limbs mm -hmm. and seeing if I can see a squirrel run across, That's you know, right. uh, but those are the earliest memories I have, uh, it being in the woods. Um, and then, you know, obviously he raised, uh, beagles, okay. uh, and he kept four male beagles my entire life. It seems, uh, yeah. ever since I was very young and, once the uh, deer season was over, man, he focused, him and my uncle would focus on chasing rabbits with their beagles and yeah. they would pride themselves on their dogs. You know what I mean? Just the way that uh, the dogs work and work together. And uh, I always enjoyed that. You know, my dad would take me duck hunting and, and stuff, but man, his heart was with chasing them rabbits. Um, I don't know. Yeah. 
so man, I've had experience and and doing a lot of the things that we can experience here in, in Western Kentucky. Uh, we've we've done a lot of turkey hunting and everything, and uh, I have pictures that I just looked at just the other day of. Uh, I felt like I was learning to turkey hunt at the same time my dad, as he was learning to turkey hunt. He had a couple, he had started turkey hunting a couple years um, earlier than he started bringing me along, but it wasn't long after that he started uh, taking me with him. He, I think yeah. he wanted to kill his own turkey on his own before he started taking me. Yeah, right. And, uh, and he accomplished that. But uh, we would hunt together uh, for the most part, um, you know, and I was with him on a Sunday morning we'd been hunting this old, uh, mining property and he, uh, we were turkey hunting and, um, we sat down at daybreak, uh, next to this spool bank. And, uh, we just sat down and w to wait for light. Right. Yeah. And, uh, turned out turkeys were, uh, hammering right in front of us. And my dad made a couple calls on a slate call and I'll never forget how that turkey pitched down right in front of me. And that was, me shooting my first turkey on a Sunday morning in awesome. April. Uh, and yeah. I must have been 11 years old. Yeah. At that time. That's too cool, man. To see it, be with your dad, to see it happen, unfold right there. Sunday morning, turkey's coming down. You know, I know your dad would look back and be like, no regrets. You know, no no regrets on that stuff. You know, no parent ever looks back and says, man, I sure wish I'd spent less time with my kid. Uh, no, they, they, it's an investment and that's an awesome, an awesome thing that he's invested into you and that's all you've known, you know, and, and just building that hunting heritage and, and passing that on down to you, uh, dude, that's priceless. And I mean, that, those are investments, you know, a lot of people, a lot of guys, they work their butt off and they think, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this work for my kid. And, uh, I've, I've got to work. I'm, I'm gone all the time, but I'm doing it for my kids. I'm investing in my work for my kids so I can leave them some money, man. They don't want your money. They want your time. And, and so that's so cool that he invested his time. Like you said, he could be off hunting on his own. He could be doing his own thing. And, uh, that's so much my mindset now with my kids. A lot of people are always asking, Hey, you know, did you kill any big bucks or where are you going hunting this year? I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm hunting right at home with my kids. You know, I mean, I'd like to travel, but uh, a whole lot more like to, to be home and hunt with my kids. You know, even if I'm not killing big bucks off out in Kansas or wherever it is, I, I enjoy sitting right here shooting slick heads with my kids at home uh, more than anything. And um, just passing that on to them and just, again, just passing that tradition, that rich heritage that we've got of our hunting I want them to enjoy it too. I want them to be a part of that. I want them to see it, man. I, I get, you know, where I'm sitting out there by myself, I'm just sitting there thinking, man, I wish so-and-so was here with me. You know, which one of my kids, I, I wish they were here to see this, to do this, to hear this. And, uh, and so man, hats off to your dad for, for having that, that mindset to, to bring you along and to make those investments. That's, that's a cool deal. It always tends to, uh, come full circle. I think, I read somewhere about the stages of a hunter's life, you know, and yeah. like you go through all these different stages and then yep. identify with the current stage being, uh, just as you were saying, like, man, it's my, it's my opportunity now to take and invest everything that has been poured into me into someone else. Uh, like it's not, it's not because it is because I have to, right. You know, it's yeah. because that, someone has entrusted in me the, the, the ways of, uh, in hunting, you know, and in, in these pursuits that, you know, it, it's up to me to pass it on to That's whoever right. I have, uh, influence over, you yeah. know, like whoever, whoever I'm responsible for, um, you know, it's, 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 it's up to us to make sure that we keep, uh, instilling in, in the future of this, right. uh, this sport. And, That's right. Um, so I don't, I don't take that lightly, man. And that's one of the things that caught my eye about what you have going on is like, you're, you spend so much time, not only in your, your kids, but in other kids and bringing them up. And that's something that, you know, I certainly will support no matter what. So, yeah. um, kudos to you for all your endeavors and, and bringing kids along, man. That's a great. Well, I appreciate that. And we, we are humbled to be able to do, uh, just that and, and to, Really, like you said, man, that's kind of how the Hunting Roots name started. It was just man, looking back to our roots, seeing how we started, and, and me uh, and my personal endeavors with my kids, just trying to help them establish those roots. And so 
uh, as, as well as other kids. I mean, we've been for the last 20 years, I guess, been uh, hosting camps and leading camps just to, to help kids fall in love with hunting in the outdoors and, and to get to know their Lord uh, and see the Creator, what He's done. Uh, and, and as they see the creation, they know, man, there's more to just this creation. It's linked to a Creator. And so just helping kids grow as a hunter but also in their faith, it's, it's really what we've wanted to do and what kind of my mission has been for a long time. And, uh, again, just helping folks establish their roots, be it kids, uh, you know, folks are late to the game as far as uh, adults that are just getting started, you know, women, kids, adults, whatever, helping them, uh, again, just fall in love with hunting and uh, whatever aspect of it it is. And uh, so that's, that's the deal. And I, I really do appreciate you, you know, connecting with us and willingness to partner with us with Apex. I mean, that's a, a cool thing. It's a product. It's a brand that I've, um, you know, I, I've really respected a lot and seen is uh, kind of the, like I said, top of the food chain early on when it comes to the TSS world of ammunition. And, and so that's kind of what we want to, as we begin or continue our uh, turkey talk and, and looking towards spring, uh, that was kind of where I wanted to head today. Hear about your story, how you got started, but also hear, uh, again, the Apex story. Uh, such a cool, cool story for a, a really a young company, uh, if you will, a- Apex Ammunition out of Mississippi. So, man, tell me, uh, a little bit about uh, Apex and how they got started. And your role, tell us that first, I guess, as we get started. What do you do? What's your role with Apex Ammunition uh, for, on a daily basis? Yeah, man, that's one thing I love to talk about uh, is my the company. Uh, I work, I am a procurement director for Apex Ammunition. I've been there since 2019 as an employee, and I was a customer before that. So yeah. Uh, I've been able to purchase uh, the components. They've entrusted in me to do that. Components that make up these shells. Uh, I am from Madisonville, Kentucky. So I'm warehousing some of these components and stuff here in Madisonville. Uh, And then I will ship down to the shop in Columbus. But uh, currently that's my role. And um what I do on a day to day basis is just whatever's needed doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we have a lot, uh, like you say, to your point, we are a, a small company that's grown, uh, significantly over the last few years, the last handful of years of me with me being there, I've been able to witness, um, astronomical growth in the company. Yeah. All of which any of us would be uh, happy to tell you, and we are grateful, man, for everything entrusted to us there uh, in that growth. Our client base has uh, absolutely been phenomenal, and everyone that has purchased Apex shells, they absolutely uh, are important to every single thing that we've done. And then that we have to maintain that our customers are a top priority. Uh, keep you know, we want to keep producing the best shells that are on the market for turkey and waterfowl and uh without the customers being happy and and confirming that um man we realize that we're we're not much you know what i mean we're just a company that uh has grown due to the the love of uh the love of the 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 game animals that we're pursuing but also the love from our customer support and uh and we're very grateful for each and every person that has took a chance on us. Yeah, absolutely, man. So did you say the company started in 2019 or that's when you came on board? No, Yeah, no, sir. I, I was, uh, that was when I came on board. Okay. The company actually started two years prior okay. in 2017. Okay. And it was, it was started by, uh, three guys, uh, who have a love for the outdoors and saw a need, uh, for a bet, you know, a product that they were using to be, you know, marketable and brought mainstream, you yeah. know, they were using tungsten, uh, products in, in the waterfowl pursuit. And they thought, well, we can bring this on and, uh, and, uh, and give it a go. And here we are, uh, Jason Lonsberry, Jared Lewis, and Nick Charney. Uh, they were, they were the origin story of that. Uh, they're, all connected to the military. Uh, Nick Charney's active duty as we speak. And, uh, and Jared, uh, has been army and, uh, he's no longer, um, active, yep. but, uh, both Jason and Jared's wives are active duty, uh, air force pilots. Yeah. So, yeah. 
uh, they're really connected in the uh, in the forces. And uh, man, I'm glad that they chose Ben to uh, bring it to market. Yeah, because it is a uh, a great product. I've always thought that, and now that I have uh, an opportunity to work with them and work for them, uh, man, I I couldn't be any more ecstatic about it than what I am. Yeah, man. No, it's that's a cool thing, and I mean, you know, I think a lot of us we we naturally are drawn to stories like that, and and businesses that are that I mean military based, you know, family owned. Uh, about military families and that that's in and of itself is such a cool story uh, but like you said these guys seeing the benefits of it and realizing hey there's there's a need out there they see it from the waterfowl side they obviously see it from the, the turkey side as well and, and want to bring something to the table for the turkey hunting community and waterfowl community in the way of this tungsten and so tell me a little bit about what tungsten is for those that don't know and and i think uh, there's a lot of us that don't realize um, just exactly what it is. I mean, I've sat there uh, at the booth at the Turkey Show, NWTF Show in Nashville for uh, really ever since Apex came on the scene and, and, and have seen, gone to the table, gone to the booth, and, and you grab the jug of uh, of lead, you grab the jug of tungsten shot, and you feel the weight difference is incredible. Uh, but kind of explain, if you will, uh, just in layman's terms, man, what, what tungsten is and, and the benefits, uh, why it's, uh, having such a dramatic impact on uh, the shotgun shell. What is tungsten? How how it works? So, uh, there, uh, tungsten and TSS. They're two. It would be in the in the ammunition world. It would be considered two different uh, things, even though it's made of tungsten. Tungsten sure. super shot would be the uh, percentage of tungsten in a shot. Right. Yep. So. 18.1 grams density in tungsten super shot uh, is what we would consider a tungsten, you know, super shot. Uh, there are other products that are just like with tungsten, uh, tungsten content, uh, other shot that would advertise as being tungsten. It's just a element of tungsten being in there at a different percentage, uh, uh, you know, it could be diluted sure. tungsten as what I'm getting at. Yeah. And so, uh, the tungsten super shot and the demonstration that you're uh, referring to is one of my favorite demonstrations at our, uh, our live shows or our booth, whenever we're having shows, uh, in one of the containers we have TSS, which is 18.1 and in a nine shot. And then in another identical container, we would have a five shot lead, which is 11.34 grams per cubic centimeter density. And then we'll have one with steel shot or bismuth or something. And then yeah. you, I would encourage you to pick them up and then you would be able to see the weight, uh, the density of those containers being identical and how much different the contents are and how much different the contents make upon, uh, that, nat that, that feel, you know, the, yeah. you can actually feel the weight behind it. And, um, and so I always start off with the, uh, the lead being that, that, that was the pinnacle of what everybody used uh, for the majority of their life on turkeys or That's waterfowl. Right. Yep. And it being a toxic shot, considered a toxic shot, uh, we can no longer use lead products in the waterfowl world. Yep. Uh, fast forward, here we are in 2022, and, uh, man, you see it all over that lead uh, will be – uh, considered toxic in all aspects uh, before too long. Yep. Uh, in California, you can't use any lead products whatsoever. And yep. in uh, some of the, like the national parks and uh, wildlife, you know, state fish and wildlife uh, areas, yeah. uh, you can't use any lead products That's at right. all. So uh, the future is looking pretty grim for lead, the yep. use of lead. And so what what that has caused is for people to, uh, for companies to produce something that has the performance of lead, uh, i.e. you get uh, people using bismuth over the steel shot or, you know, heavyweight 13 or heavyweight uh, 15. Uh, and, and so what happens is people were like trying to get back to the performance of lead in a uh, non-toxic alternative. That's right. Uh, back, back in the early 90s, they, provided steel shot 
uh, as an alternative, a viable alternative to lead, right? Right. And and I liken that still to be like a ping pong ball versus the marble and lead. Mm. And um, you know, steel shot, it is it is effective. It'll do the job, but sure. man, everybody wanted to get back to the performance of lead. So then you have bismuth uh, that would. Uh, be almost as good as lead, right? It's not even to the density of lead, but it would be a viable option that would be greater than the steel shot. And then other companies have figured out how to, uh, you know, other companies, other uh, manufacturers of shot had figured out that you can dilute, you know, different elements to make a heavier shot, you know, comparable. Yeah. Uh, there, that's where you get your 13s and your 15 weight shot. And then what Tungsten's super shot is, is 18.1. And Brody, I believe you felt the, uh, the difference between the tungsten and the steel in weight and also tungsten versus bismuth and tungsten versus, uh, lead. You can attest to the fact that it's like astronomically, uh, different in weight compared to the other options that we're using right oh dude in it's incredible shop. yeah it's incredible i mean it's it's you, you all you gotta do is lay hands on it and it, it blow your mind yeah yeah so that's uh, the biggest eye opener uh for everyone and it's like one of my favorite things to introduce to folks is like man if you don't if you're on the fence about tungsten super shot and what that is i want you to uh come and handle these uh, containers here just to tell yeah. you know tell me your thoughts what uh, and then the fact that we're able to use because tungsten is so dense each one of those nine shots has the same uh, uh same energy as a five shot lead okay. right so what we're able to accomplish with tungsten super super shot is um and, and that's because of its tungsten content uh, being pretty much 95% tungsten, um, you're able to take more shot and put it into your shot shell, yeah. right? Uh, I found that we have 362 pellets per ounce of shot in tungsten super shot going inside that shell. So in our turkey loads, wow. we, we provide a two and a half ounce load, which means that'd be roughly 905 pellets inside that shotgun shell that you will be sending down range uh to a turkey right Good gracious uh, because tungsten is not malleable uh it never changes shape and flight right so you're hearing uh it's nothing for anyone that is in conversations around tungsten super shot that they will hear folks, man, having shot birds that way further than what they thought, and, and you know, you know, kill, killing birds, you know, dead, uh, way further than they thought. Not that they intended to ever shoot a bird at those distances or anything. Sure. It just, it just happened. Um, and the just the confidence behind having that ability uh, lets you know that at twenty yards or at forty yards, it's going to be a piece of cake. You know, you're not having any birds get up and and run off after you've shot them That's because right. of a misplaced shot or something like that. How would you say TSS? Just again, so we can put it in terms, uh, folks. I mean, I know you know some folks get bogged down with all the specs and different things, but what is that you're seeing? Why is that such a game changer? How has that been such a game changer? in the turkey world. I mean, this TSS has just, it has, it's changed the game uh, for turkey hunting, but tell us why that is, how it, uh, TSS is responsible for that change, what it's doing to change the game. Well, right off, uh, the first thing it's doing is allowed us to uh, make uh, smaller gauge guns uh, a, a viable tool in the turkey woods again. Yeah. Uh, before TSS, you rarely ever heard anybody taking a uh, 410 and, and, and killing turkeys with it. Sure. Right. Yep. And, and the ability that we've, um, you know, I, I say we, I mean, TSS is nothing new. Sure. Uh, people have been hand loading TSS for a long time. Uh, we brought it to the marketplace yep. and, and what we've heard, uh, we've heard from gun manufacturers, uh, 
attribute the, their release of their new 410s to the performance that TSS has given them. So you've seen yeah. kind of a revival in the, in the sub-gauge guns yep. uh, due to the fact that there is a viable ammunition out there to make them perform and also perform like their much bigger, larger counterparts yep. in a 12-gauge. And, and, and I would never um, – I, I don't think I should say that 10-gauge is obsolete, but, man, how bad do you hate a turkey to shoot TSS through a 10-gauge? That's know? right. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's right. It's it, – it, you know, the big heavy guns are no longer necessary. Yeah. Uh, and you, we're, we're hearing, you know, stories of children and, and – and you know, many people choosing a 410 over uh, the larger guns, you know, due to you know what we're producing in that shell. So, yeah, uh, kids, yeah. Uh, women, elderly folk that can't, you know, lo- no longer pack the big gauge guns, uh, and and myself even, uh, man, you know, I love the 410. I think it's a, it's a, it's a tool, man, that you can absolutely capitalize with now and yep. uh, never think twice about it. Yeah. And it's such a much lighter option to tote around up and down spool banks and all the things that I'm accustomed to here in Kentucky. Yep. Um, you know, you never think about how important uh, weight distribution is until you're having to lug around a big shotgun all day long. And, yeah thought man there is a viable option and and something lighter but yep Yep. absolutely and that's that's what's been so fun for me again because like we talked about with these kids you know i started looking hey i need a smaller option for my kids let's get the 20 gauge out and i built a little 20 gauge pump gun and put a adjustable stock on the back end of it things tiny um and it's just it's tiny but with that adjustable stock my kids can shoot it i can crank it out to me and I've got this little tiny youth model 20 gauge that we've kind of built that works as a youth model, but also, again, with that adjustable stock, I can use it as an adult model gun. Tiny little 18, 18 and a half inch barrel, whatever it is. And then, again, loaded with TSS, man, it is uh, it, it a flat stomp of turkey. And uh, it, it's been cool to watch. But then, and, and then more recently, <clears throat> we've gotten, like you said, we've gotten into the 410s. We've picked those up and. Uh, again, my nine-year-old boy. I mean, he he's been you know, shooting the twenty gauge, and but then when the four ten kind of option came on the table, it's like, my gosh, man, this is pretty cool. And so we started loading up TSS in that four ten, and oh man, it's it's been cool. I've, I've we've killed. I had a father son double several years ago. My boy, uh, one of my boys shot one shot with the twenty gauge, one shot with the four ten, and then uh, we had a hunt with a. 410, he, one of my boys shot a bird. It was probably, he wasn't that far. It was 20, I think it was 25, you know, 28 yards or so. Kills a long beard there at the decoy. Then I, I take the gun. We've got a bird hung up back in the woods behind us. I take that 410 and crawl back off in the woods and get on a bird and slip up there to him. He's four, he's 40 yards. And, uh, man, I, I shot and just laid him out with that 410 TSS. And uh, it was cool. 410, 40-yard turkey. And, man, I, I remember the day where, uh, when I first started hunting, that was kind of what we told folks. Hey, what they, I was always told, you know, 12-gauge, get your bird within 40 yards. 40 yards is kind of your range with that 12-gauge shotgun. You know, it's a 40-yard game. And, and that was all kind of always was preached to me, and that's kind of what I was always under the impression. You know, 40 yards is where I need to keep my max for with this 12-gauge. And, and, man, times have changed now. I mean, uh, again, four four ten killing birds, stone cold dead. Four ten at forty yards, and and I've heard other stories, and uh, you know, fifty yards with a four ten, and different things. And it's just like you said, man. It, it, it's so cool to me. You and I are both big dudes, and it's not like we need, you know, like we can't handle carrying a twelve gauge. But man, it it's pretty stinking nice when you can ditch that seven and a half pound twelve gauge, carry a five pound you know, 20 gauge or 410 and man, just hump it up and down the hills all day long in the turkey woods. That's, that's kind of nice. It's uh you don't even know it's on your shoulder on your back when you've got that lightweight gun packing a big punch with that TSS, man. It, it's been a, a cool deal for the 410 hunter as well as that 20 gauge shooter. It's, it's all, like you said, it's all you need. And, and we kind of started saying, well, yeah, let's just do that for turkeys. You know, 15, 20 yards, that's all you need. But man, like you talking about, I'm seeing a big change in the waterfowl world. I'm seeing guys carrying 20 gauge shotguns and not apologizing for it, not being restricted by it. Um, right. 
20 gauges and, and shooting ducks out where they would normally shooting those 12 yeah. gauges you know they're making it happen with the 20 yeah so man across all all platforms uh the the use of those sub gauge guns has has seen a revival yeah uh waterfowl man i i think the thing is you know i don't know i wouldn't call it a fad but a lot you'll see a lot of people using 20 gauge now and uh man that's ends up being one of our popular loads for in our waterfowl division is the 20 gauge and uh the blends and and uh the mixing in you know tungsten and steel yep. into that shotgun shell uh is an absolute hammer and you're you see it in a in say like a club situation or a blind situation where uh there are other folks in there shooting you know their premium ammos and you've got a sub gauge gun which is unheard of like a 20 gauge or even the 28s yeah and um man you're 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 performing in there and yeah uh and they're seeing like man there is a difference in that tungsten content yeah. you know there's difference of there, there's a absolute benefit of utilizing tungsten in your shotgun shells yeah. for waterfowl um because i don't know any waterfowl hunter that's not a numbers person you yeah. know uh, uh, as uh i don't know how anyone would feel about that you know in conversation but you know everyone how, how many did you do what y'all do today well you give them a number right that's right so, yeah uh um, seeing more numbers in your blind due to the use of the product, right. you know, Apex product uh, has been an eye opener. Uh, and and I can speak for the 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 group of guys I'm fortunate enough to hunt with every single year. Uh, they have they have seen it, and they're all converted. Uh, they're all converted to Apex right now, just uh, because of the performance we were getting in our in our club. Yeah, on that day, on the days that we were using them, and uh, they just they see the difference man and uh, like i say you know any good drug dealer gives a little bit out for free you know and, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and hooks them <laughs> that's right and it, it hooks them and then next thing you know they're wanting to, to get in on it too yeah. so yeah uh so man it's uh, it's one of those things you have to 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 use it and see the benefit of having the that's tungsten right. over uh, lead or any other option that you'd have yep. what we are putting out is a great product um yeah and, 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 you know, we're, uh, just building, uh, the awareness of having the use of tungsten, yeah. you know, in all those situations. And it is a hard sell for some folks. Like you, uh, you said, it's not necessarily, uh, uh, people don't see the advantage in it, but once they see it, it's like, you can't, you know, the cat that gets out of the bag, you yeah. can't get back in there. You know what I mean? You That's just, right. You can't unsee what you see. Yeah, and, man. Yeah. And and guys are just like that, you know. I, every year I hear the same thing, man. I'm not paying. I'm not paying that kind of money for a, a shell or oh five shells for that price and whatever. And but at the same time, you know that dude's, you know, he's got on a five hundred dollar waterfowl <laughs> jacket or you know he's got a fifteen hundred dollar gun or whatever. And it's like, man, gear is gear. You know good and well you're going to pay big money for gear you believe in, gear you trust, and you may. You may sacrifice buying new shoes for the kids, but you're going to buy that gear for your hunting, and you know it. You know, and 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 they, they just do that. That's how hunters are. They're going to make it happen. The stuff they believe in, and like you said, as soon as they, as soon as they bite the bullet and and try that shotgun shell and see it for you know themselves, they're going to figure out a way to come up and and, and pay that bill. You know, for the ammo, ammo bill because uh, it's just that effective and it's just. Uh, that much of a game changer, and so, like you said, uh, once they get a little piece of the action on that, they they're they're hooked, and they'll they'll be a believer, no doubt about it. Uh, and man, you that was evidenced by uh, what we saw recently, obviously at the NWTF show, and and you guys were uh, just nonstop there at the booth. People backed up to try to get their hands on some ammunition, and uh, it, it was pretty cool to see uh, again just that following of folks that, that realized that, uh, and and that's kind of. One of the things I wanted to ask about is, is you know, these people, I guess, anybody that knows uh, what they're doing and they know the deal, they know that they better get their TSS loads quick uh, because it is one of those deals, man, you will not find. I, I don't know 
many places you'll find. Of course, ammunition has been uh, has been a struggle here in recent years uh, for a multitude of reasons, um, whatever. But I know when I first connected with Jason several years, one of the owners uh, several years ago, that's what he kind of got to talking about, just how they've been able to – Apex has been able to stay ahead of the game. And, and, you know, being a smaller company, you know, you've got all these other brands out there and you start calling, trying to find TSS loads for turkey season. And everybody's sold out. But uh, it's been cool to see Apex staying ahead of the game. And, and Jason was talking about that, you know, just their commitment to keeping people uh, in, in product and – they just uh, have been staying steady all along, he was saying, and, and just to stay uh, loaded up and keep their inventory where they needed to be. How How is that gone? Is that still the case with you guys? Are you still able to keep uh, product? Is you know Where where is that at as far as uh, that tipping point where you run out, inventory is low, turkey season's here, we got nothing. People are hammering uh, the product. And um, how has that been for you guys as far as being able to stay uh, the course with product, keeping ammunition on the shelves, in people's hands. Um, how is that going, or is that still the case for you guys at this point? Uh, yeah, Brody, that's the uh, that's the question everyone asks. Um, and, and it's a good question because uh, we have well, – we, we remain trying to keep up with the demand. Even though we've uh, increased our production, increased our component, uh, purchasing capability, you know, we've, we've increased on all levels and, and think, man, we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready, you know, uh, with all positioning ourselves to be able to meet the demand. And every single year it's surprising, like, wow, we have not been able to keep up with the demand. Uh, and and it's our intent to get there, you know what I mean? And, and we are, we are taking measures to, um, ensure that we keep ramping it up but uh man everything that we've done is still not being adequate enough in that regard because uh to your point uh all the customers you know our customer base continues to grow yeah uh, the popularity of tungsten super shot has continued to grow um yep. and, and the education you know folks uh, uh of realizing the value in having it yeah. uh has has not uh subsided at all and with that every year we're pleasantly surprised by the enough the amount of people uh, that still cannot uh you know we still can't get it into their hands fast yeah. enough you know what i mean yep. and uh and 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 these are growing pains i, sure. I would think that any company have to you know we all experience at some point, yeah. uh, but the measure, you know, we, we do, it's not intentional. You know what I mean? Sure. It's not something that we ever intended. It's just like, man, we're going to have to, we have to go back to the drawing board and see how we can provide more, you know, yeah. get more uh, output, get more into the hands of our customers, yeah. uh, maybe uh, provide them with what they need when they need it. And uh, our, we have dealers that we work with, uh, you know, uh, ammunition stores and we we received new requests to uh to add dealers into our fold and we we try to uh maintain that uh, we want to get our our shells into their hands into yeah. y'all's hands into everyone's hands yeah. it's just uh man we're 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 working diligently to try to keep up with the demand yep. and uh, you'll you'll notice the the buzz everybody's like well when is it going to be online when is it going to be in stock man we're you know we're working around the clock to get it doing sure and uh uh there's a local local uh there's a good chance that there are local um ammunition stores in your area that would probably have some available uh if you look on our website you would be able to see the list of dealers um you know, and, and find someone in your area and check with them because there's a good chance that they would have it before yep. we would put it on the line to sell for ourselves. Gotcha. Uh, we maintain the fact that we, you know, we service our dealers, you know, as they, you know, that's first come first serve on that. And yeah. we, we maintain that we will take care of them before we put anything out for ourselves uh, online there. So, yeah, well, that was what my question was going to be. Uh, where can folks find, apex ammunition where you know is it something that is able to be purchased through your website 
some of those dealers. Are there dealers uh, that are uh, dealers more your smaller sporting goods store on a local level, or do you have are they in box stores? Where where can folks find? Uh, if you were to somebody call you up today, say, "Hey Heath, where do I get Apex ammunition? Where are you going to send them?" Well, I would tell you that check check the site every Monday uh, because we will release new shell you know shells onto our website on those days. Yep, uh, that would be the best day to check if anyone's uh, if anyone's interested. They can always go there, and my day would to tell you to look is be be mindful of a monday yeah uh, every week we have a uh an update on there yeah uh join that the facebook uh, apex ammunition pattern board uh you will see shells released being released to those uh on that platform the apex ammunition pattern board uh, or you can go on our website and find a dealer near you and and maybe connect on your shells with that dealer yeah very cool. Uh, we're we're in uh, Rogers Sporting Goods and then also in Max as well. So very good, man. Well, listen, we're gonna wind this thing down. But Heath, I wanted to ask you the question as far as what would you say to the critics? Because I know there are some critics out there would say, "Hey, TSS is an unfair advantage." Um, you know, this is an unfair advantage when you can shoot a shell uh, so far. Know people saying, "Oh, we can kill them at 60, 70, 80, whatever." It's it's an incredibly efficient shotgun shell load. Uh, but what would you say to to those critics that are uh, that or that are kind of preaching that or saying that 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 TSS is an unfair advantage for turkey hunters? Um, how would you respond to that? I mean, I, I'm sure you've probably heard that some people saying that uh, you know this is not good for for turkeys or turkey hunting. You, you know, people are shooting them too far. Uh, and I, I, we kind of alluded to that just a little bit ago. This is not a, a plan to increase people's turkey hunting range, right? I mean, this is not a deal where, hey, let's let's get these turkey loads so we can start shooting birds at 100 yards. That's not the intention. Uh, but get kind of in your, in your words, what would you respond with to that person that, that claims TSS is that unfair advantage for turkey hunters? I don't know that anyone has the right answer to these type of questions. You know what I mean? Mm. It's just, it's all about perspective and, 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 and what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so, so we all know that time is your most valuable asset, right? And, uh, if you're a turkey hunter, uh, and you get to pursue, you have the, uh, blessing of being able to pursue that game animal every single day of the season, uh, you know, it might, it might not mean as much to you as the person that only gets a couple of days of, of the season to be able to get out and pursue them. Yeah. And, and what we are selling is confidence, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, wh- what we're selling is a better tool to be able to capitalize on your efforts. Uh, I know there are a lot of people that love the pursuit of the, of Turkey, you know, for all the things, all the gobbles, all the sounds of spring, all the things that are in our, all of our hearts that, that get out after them. Yeah. We love about the pursuit, but there's also some of us that like to eat too. Right. right. And, uh, yeah. uh, having been that been there and having the opportunity to capitalize on any given situation. Right. Yeah. Uh, even when they're not in your lap, you know, like we all like for them to be, we like them being in my face. I want to, I want them to rattle my eardrums Mm -hmm. when they gobble. You know what I mean? I want that. That's what any of us want, but we all know that that's not always the case. And, uh, if you're limited on your time, uh, like myself, you know, you would think, man, you work in the ammunition industry, you get to hunt all the time. Well, man, I'm going to be the first to tell you that, uh, that was, that was one of my, my, my biggest, uh, uh, crushing moments is when I realized, oh man, I still got it. You know, it is a job. That's right. And it's not, I can't just take away and, and run off and hunt and then worry about it because yep. you got to be mindful of it. But my time is limited and man, I want to have uh, the confidence in knowing that no matter what scenario, uh, as long as I feel it's ethical, uh, I want to have the confidence knowing that, man, I'll, I'll take a shot. I'm able to take that shot. Yep. 
uh, a little bit further than I ever would have, you know, before, because I know this is the performance of these shells will allow me to do that. Yep. Uh, man, those shells still work at close ranges, you know, that's right. And what you are doing is using, using a non-toxic, um, shell, yep. uh, uh, you know, a shot in that shell that's not bad for the environment. You know, it's not bad for, uh, any other scenario other than for the turkeys that you're hunting that's right. and uh uh man so I, what i would say is like you know your time is the most valuable asset that you have and to to get the most out of your time of being there and capitalizing on the situation and having the confidence in and your your tool belt of knowing you'll be able to capitalize on your time having been out chasing that animal um it's priceless yeah and uh yep. to, to other people man that comes in in, in other forms and and we're certainly not reinvent reinventing the wheel on anything but we are providing a better product for you you to use and it's a proven better product yeah whether you want to take those long shots or not no one's certainly telling you you have to yep. uh as you know that's 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 your choice that's but right just knowing that you can yeah uh man is important as as not doing it yeah uh so that's that was be my answer sorry yeah, for the lengthy one no but, you're uh, good man you're good bottom line you're selling confidence and efficiency and that's what you're gonna find in that apex ammunition man we need to try to make a hunt happen here you're just across a big pond from me so if you can get down this way or uh, maybe we can meet in the middle somewhere i don't know we need to try to make a hunt happen and Chase one around the hills. Yeah, fun. I would love that, man. Uh, it's amazing to me all the the folks that um, being in this position has has brought me to cross paths with. And uh, man, you're no exception to that. I'm grateful uh, to to know you, and I'm grateful to see all the things that you're doing. Your inspiration to folks like me that want to do more. And uh, man, I I'd like to entertain those conversations in the future of how yeah. how I could help. Uh, out in your endeavors as well as maybe apex as well so yeah oh we'd love to have you man love to have you come down and 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 talk turkeys and uh maybe lead a session at one of our turkey camps for the kids and so lots of opportunities there dude i can't thank you enough for uh again just your support and what we're doing and and uh, just the opportunity uh to put hands uh, on the apex ammunition and load our guns with it this spring we're looking forward to it and uh looking forward to great things and we will be praying for you and your kiddos this spring and uh, birthdays coming up and all the good stuff opening day man it'll be here soon so heath i really appreciate you man thank you for your time today yes sir thank you brody i appreciate you man all right guys that is it for this week it's been a great conversation with heath i really appreciate guys like him appreciate his story and there's honestly more to his story and we'll have him back on soon enough to share more where he's been what he's doing Uh, but i really appreciate him and apex their willingness to support the Hunting Roots Youth Turkey Camps. These guys are doing great things, have done great things, and continue to do so with a great product. And we are uh, really proud to be loading our guns uh, for these camps in the spring with Apex Ammunition. So be sure to check them out on social media and at their website. Great, great stuff from those guys. Hey, listen, we've had several people asking uh, about the camps coming up. Again, this weekend we will be in Mississippi, Hunting Roots Youth Turkey Camp in Mississippi. Boys age 10 to 15 down there. The following weekend here in Tennessee, we'll be at Camp Hickory Hills, Tennessee Youth Turkey Camp. It's going to be a great time. We've had several people ask, hey, how can I help? I don't have a kid to come, but how can I help? We've had some people that have uh, sent uh, financial gifts to help scholarship kids, and that's a huge, huge thing for us. We pretty much look at this as no turkey hunter left behind. We want kids coming. We'll scholarship them, whatever it takes to get them there, and so uh, we've had several people say, hey, I want to I want to sponsor some kids, scholarship some kids, and so they've made a gift of that. So that's huge. If you would be willing to do that, just shoot me a message, give me a shout. We'd love to have you help support uh, on location or from a distance. Man, there's an opportunity to support this camp and these kids. Great things coming up. We look forward to bringing you some stories from camp and the future podcast coming up in the weeks ahead. It's going to be a great, great time. So be praying for us as we use hunting and the outdoors to impact the lives of kids. That's what these things are all about. It's going to be a great time. Hey, if you haven't done so already, be sure to give us a rating, write us a review. Man, leave a comment and let us know what you think about the podcast. You love it? You hate it? What do you like to see different? We would love to hear from you. And again, it's all about just sharing the story, man, telling the story. That's what Hunting Roots is all about. So give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We look forward to seeing you right back here 
next week again for another episode of the Hunting Roots Podcast. Shoot straight. God bless. Mm-hmm.